Welcome to Decision Vision, a podcast series focusing on critical business decisions. Brought to you by Brady Ware and Company. Brady Ware is a regional, full-service accounting and advisory firm that helps businesses and entrepreneurs make visions a reality. Welcome to Decision Vision, a podcast giving you, the listener, clear vision to make great decisions. In each episode, we discuss the process of decision-making on a different topic from the business owner's or executive's perspective. We aren't necessarily telling you what to do, but we can put you in a position to make an informed decision on your own and understand when you might need help along the way. My name is Mike Blake, and I'm your host for today's program. I'm a director at Brady Ware & Company, a full-service accounting firm based in Dayton, Ohio, with offices in Dayton, Columbus, Ohio, Richmond, Indiana, and Alpharetta, Georgia. My practice specializes in providing fact-based strategic and risk management advice to clients that are buying, selling, or growing the value of companies and intellectual property. And by the way, as an aside, now that the new college football rankings have come out, it looks like it looks like at some point University of Georgia and University of Cincinnati will be playing in football. So that's going to be an interesting clash between our two offices. Brady Ware is sponsoring this podcast, which is being recorded in Atlanta for social distancing protocols. If you would like to engage with me on social media with my chart of the day and other content, I'm on LinkedIn as myself and at Unblakeable on Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, and Instagram. I also recently launched a new LinkedIn group called A Group That Doesn't Suck. So please join, please join that as well if you would like to engage. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast aggregator and please consider leaving a review of the podcast as well. Today's topic is Should I Become more extroverted. The reputation of introverts is that they or we are aloof or awkward or loners, nerdy, unfriendly, shy, strange, withdrawn, probably other things. And an academic study found that extroverts are 25% more likely to be in a high earning job than those who are less outgoing. According to elegantthemes.com, uh, high profile introverts include Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and Warren Buffett, and it's, in, it's estimated that introverts make up between 25 to 40% of the population. I wonder if that's, I wonder if that's even understating the number of introverts, because I bet you a lot of introverts don't respond to the surveys. They probably don't answer the phone. But anyway, <clears throat> I guess that's a s- sort of selection or survivorship bias there. And uh, uh, I- I'm interested in this topic because uh, I'm, I'm an introvert. Uh, I'm, I'm not the big outgoing guy for sure. Um, uh, you know, and I, I work in, in, in a pretty introverted industry in accounting. And the joke is you can tell if an accountant is, is extroverted because they're looking at your shoes when they talk to you. Um, and I can tell you for sure that, you know, my, my wife's biggest fear with me is not that I'll cheat on her or anything like that. First of all, I don't have the time management skills. She knows that for sure. There's no way I could lead a second life. Um, but also, but our biggest fear is that I'll be selected for the Mars mission because being put into a spaceship by myself for two years, and there's no real time communication, there's 20 minutes in between transmissions. I'm like in baby, sign me up, except they don't need old fat guys for the Mars mission. So it's unfortunate. I'm not likely to be a candidate for that. So this should be an interesting conversation. Um, joining us today to help the, help us with this is Ray Abram of TechCXO. Ray knows what it's like to overcome introversion and lack of confidence. 
As a self-proclaimed super shy kid, he has risen out of mediocrity to find the success he previously only dreamed about. For decades, Ray, a graduate of Hampton University in Virginia, moved from job to job, never finding the level of success he sought. Until one day, he read an article on LinkedIn that said over 80% of jobs and opportunities came through, came through people that we know. Eureka! Ray then began amassing a wealth of knowledge on how to build what he calls a circle of success. He has since used that knowledge to not only change his life, but put countless others on the path to realizing their dreams through the people that they are connected with. In his first book, Connect Like a Boss, Ray shares his fascinating experience and the strategies he used to become the best version of himself and fill his contact list with the people who could help him get what he wanted out of life. He is uniquely qualified in the fundamentals of identifying goals, working a room, and building long-term connections with intention. His mastery of these fundamentals can help your group triumph in in this time-crunched, disconnected world. Ray's message about the seven steps to building lasting business relationships based on the science of building intentional friendships resonates with diverse audiences at every level. He helps executives and entrepreneurs learn the art of prioritizing, categorizing, aligning, aligning, and pinging their contacts to maximize the value of their personal relationships in an efficient, effective way. Ray has delivered his networking and relationship strategy experience to such companies as Viacom, AT&T, Coca-Cola, and Cox Media, to name a few. Ray, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much, Michael. So, I mean, doesn't this sort of set up for some kind of bar joke, right? Two two introverts are going to talk to each other over a podcast. I, I wonder if our listeners are thinking that there's just going to be 30 minutes of dead air, right? Or the occasional cough, right? So we, we have some work to do, but I think a lot of people misunderstand introverts. And so I'm going to actually start with that. Um, uh, you know, I, I am an introvert. My, my passions tend to be introverted. You're not going to see me posting pictures of social media with me at a party of like 20 people. Never going to happen. Not intentionally anyway. Um, what is, what, how are, how are introverts like us most misunderstood? Well, I think the biggest thing that people misunderstand about introverts is you, you actually summed it up. I, I wish I could have uh, 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 had some of that, uh, that preview uh, because, because I think you summed it up. I think people think introverts are nerdy and, you know, and um, arrogant. I think that's really kind of the biggest takeaway of misunderstanding. I've had that all my life as an introvert is people assume because I'm kind of standoffish or I, I'm standing to myself that I don't want to be involved with them, that I think I'm better than them. And that's a huge misunderstanding that limits uh, introverts. So um, at, at what point did you decide? What, what was that moment that said, you know what? I'm too much of an introvert, or maybe that's not a fair question. We're going to come back to that, but, but you decided that that was being a barrier to your own success. Yeah. It was that last layoff, you know, I, uh, you know, part of, you know, being in technology consulting, particularly or contracting, you know, every year or so the company says, okay, it's October, it's fourth quarter. We got to, you know, let some people go. And I always seem to be on that let go on the let go side. <laughs> and we know we're to keep some people, we're going to let some people go. And then it would always take me, you know, months to find something new. 
And and it occurred to me that, you know, at all these times it happened, I could always blame somebody else. Um, but it occurred to me that I was a common denominator. And so once that it happened that one last time and I said, you know, I do not want this to happen again. And so I need to fix my ability to connect with people. Now, I wish I had that excuse. The last time I got fired from a job was about 25 years ago. I was fired because I flat out sucked at it. Didn't matter if I was an introvert, extrovert. Um, I, I sucked at it and I was glad when they fired me. <laughs> um, it, it was a bad match from day one. Kind of, we could go off on a tangent, but I won't. Yeah. Um, so, so when you were fired from that job, why do you think it was because you're an introvert that led to that? What, what was it about being an introvert that put you in the firing line, You th- do you think? It's, it's just the connection. I think people like, people hire and keep on people that they like. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, it would be great if the world was fair, um, but people look out for their friends, you know, and I didn't, I wasn't good at making friends. I wasn't mm-hmm. seen as that guy that, well, we can't let Ray go. Everybody loves Ray, you know, and I, while I'm a very nice guy, very personable, I do my job. I wasn't good at building that connection that would make a manager as they're going through their list. I got to let 20 people go, you know, I can't let Ray go, you know, so I wasn't good at that. So, um, what are some signs that, you know, somebody listening to our podcast, I mean, I wonder if there's a demographic that people are introverts are more likely to listen to podcasts. I'll bet you they are. Um, but let, let's say for a second that somebody's listening to this podcast and they're kind of, they're trying to self-diagnose, right? Am I an introvert? And, and more importantly, am I an introvert to the, to the degree that it's starting to get in the way of my success, mm. right? What are some signs what are some signs that I can make as a self-diagnosis to start taking stock and say, Hey, you know, this is something that maybe I need to make a look at, at changing or adapting my environment to. Right. And, and it's really comes down to happiness, right? There's nothing wrong with being an introvert. If, if you're happy, right. If you, you know, I think you mentioned, you know, if they they put you on a, a space capsule for two years, you didn't have to talk to anybody. You'd be ecstatic. However, if you're, suffering, right? Because you're not getting invited. I think the thing too with introverts is that we crave to be invited. We just don't want to go, right? So like you, as as a human being, you crave connection. And so that kind of not fitting, feeling like you're not fitting in, um, feeling like you're in bad relationships uh, because you because you feel like nobody else will even be bothered with you, um, you know, and so you, you you become unhappy and it feeds on itself. And then that um, unhappiness kind of you get the schlep rock effect and you start to push people away. Um, so so things don't you don't get what you want in life because you aren't good at connecting with people. And that leads to unhappiness, if that makes sense. And, you know, you, you bring up kind of, you want to be invited, but you don't want to go. There's a certain level of empowerment that comes with that too, isn't there? Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, that does put you, you'd rather be in the position of saying, you know, I appreciate it, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to sort of hang back as opposed to not being invited at all. You wind up in exactly the same space, but the path by which you get there makes the difference, doesn't it? It absolutely does. Because when you look at social media and, and that and that made it even worse, it was already bad. FOMO was a thing 
back when we were kids. However, it is now it's really in your face and you look and you say, you see your quote unquote friends are out having a good time and enjoying themselves and nobody thought to call you, right? Or it was the event of the year and, and you didn't even know about it. And, and, and that can lead to you know, FOMO for lack of a better word, but you may, you still may not go, even if you knew, but that feeling of not being invited is hurtful. And and it's not just FOMO. It's actually just Mo, right? You're, you're missing out. It's not just fear of missing out. You're actually missing no. out because you're not plugged into the network that makes you aware of those things. Yes. And there's only, a, there's only a certain amount there's only a certain amount by which people will go that far out of their way to make sure that you're plugged in. Right. You, you, you got to kind of meet people part of the way, if not halfway, maybe at least a quarter of the way. Right. <clears throat> so, um, you know, how you, you, your personal experience was about losing jaws, but now you're sort of more on the top of the, the org chart, if you will. Right. So you're, yeah. you're not going to lose jobs anymore because of your introversion. From where you sit now, where does the introversion, extroversion divide kind of play into how you conduct yourself and how you gain success in your professional life? Wow. So I, I think and in, in, I know that this question comes up a lot, right? How do I become more extroverted? And so that's the one thing I do want to clear up is that it's not about becoming extroverted. It's about understanding your natural tendencies. Like I'm left-handed, right? And when I was little, everybody wanted me to write right-handed. You know, there's just certain things we have natural tendencies to, but you adapt and you say, for me, it's about understanding. I don't like large crowds. I don't like speaking up when I'm in a group of 20 or 30 people, but I do very well with one-on-one. So it's about staying in touch with people one-on-one or two-on-one, you know, having lunches, calling, coffees. So I just had to do different things that helped me leverage my introversion, um, but I just have to do it differently. I can't get 20 people together because then I feel uncomfortable. So you bring up a point I want to make sure that I hit today, and, and, and this is as good a time as any because it's a nice segue. Um. I don't think that you're saying like introverts need help right. per se, right? It's not about, you know, it's, it's, uh, this is term is used elsewhere in life, but you're, you're born that way. That doesn't necessarily mean you need to change fundamentally who you are. But I think what you're saying is that you need to recognize that about yourself and then kind of like a coach, put yourself in a position to be successful. Yes, that's absolutely right. So you have to train differently, just like, you know, use a sports analogy. You just have to exercise differently to, uh, you know, work on the parts that you need to work on. And, and so being an introvert, I know that I don't like a lot of crowds, but I do very well in small groups um, and, and have good conversations. Uh, so, but, and also there's another thing I want to make sure we touch on too, is that there's a difference between introversion and shyness. And those two terms get conflated quite a bit. Introversion is about, you know, being, uh, you, you live in your head, you, you have conversations with yourself. Shyness is more a fear. It's more about fear and shame. I'm afraid of what's going to happen if people find this secret out about me, or you know, you have this feeling, or I'm, I'm going to trip over my feet, or I'm going to trip over my words. And so that shyness is something that you can fix, 
but introversion is something that you cannot, and it doesn't need to be fixed. Um, talk to me about how digital transformation has changed the world of the introvert, mm. right? I, 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 my personal experience is I think it's been great, <laughs> yes. right? We're now, we're now in a situation where I, I can, I can politely turn down a hug because I can plausibly say that it may lead to a lethal disease being transmitted. Right. So, um, but you know, it is digital, but I think it might be a two edged sword, right? Talk about how digital transformation may be helping, but also maybe hurting introverts. Yeah. I mean, it helped to your point. It, it's a, it's a, it's a crutch, you know, it's a crutch. And as you know, with crutches, they help you. Walk. Yep. However, they don't do anything for strengthening your legs. You have to have that the, the PT, right? You have to have that physical training to strengthen that muscle. Uh, if you use this digital world as a credit, it's easy. However, it doesn't help you, um, you know, because the world is, is a physical world and you do have to be around people at some point. And hiding behind a screen just to me doesn't lead to a fulfilled life. There's pieces that are missing that doesn't, there, there are things we, we are, uh, there's sense, senses that we have that are greater than our eyes and our ears, right? I mean, when, we, when you are with someone, you actually experience them physically, electrically. And that electrical charge, you need that. And so if you're just in here behind the screen all the time, it doesn't help you live a fulfilled life. If that makes sense. You know, the, the, I'm curious how you'd react to this. Mm -hmm. I think that the most important concept that is coming out of coronavirus and the digitally transformed world it has created is intentionality. Mm -hmm. Is, is that, is that everything we do now, you know, we, we just, you can't manage by walking around anymore. You can't bump into the water. No, like I, I think the water cooler is a little overrated. I'm kind of like, what are you standing around the water cooler for? Get back to work. Um, but, but, but in the same token, you know, to manage our teams, to develop relationships. I, I, I think when people say you can't develop relationships di digitally, I think that goes too far. Mm -hmm. But but where I where I, I do agree is that it it needs to be more intentional. There needs to be more process to it because the default setting now is everybody's a hermit, yes. right? And yes. so now you have to make a special effort to kind of come out of your cave, come out of your shell a little bit. And I think that's maybe the the other edge of the sword that's working again against introverts. It was bad enough when I had to make the effort to wade into the lunchroom and sit down with 10 other people, or it was bad enough when I had to go to networking meetings of 58 people. Right. But you know, now, now I've got to go out of my way to set up zooms and to call people and go out of my way to make that contact. And people aren't going to come to me. And, and if, if you know, out of sight, out of mind, I do think is a very real thing. I do think that I do think that's the price that introverts are paying and we really have to be mindful of because otherwise we can truly fall off the face of the earth as far as people are concerned. You're absolutely right. And no, no, if you don't call people to just say hello, very few people will call you. Almost every call, we think about every call you get 
is is somebody wanting something or you know need you know it's business it's very few people today in today's world just call each other just to say hello and so you as an introvert have to do that and intentionally i think that's right schedule it you know and and say i need to call three people what i recommend to my clients is i call three people every day just to say hello um it it, it keeps you it keeps you in the loop I want to make a point about the digital transformation, and I think this is going to be helpful for introverts, kind of where the, our worlds are going to merge, is this concept of the metaverse, right? Is this uh, always on goggles, avatars, people walking around in digital real estate? Um, I don't know how that's going to look. I know it'll be weird, but it will, uh, it, it will be that place where you just put your goggles on and you can physically or mentally walk into a room full of people and have discussions. So you, you talked about doing three phone calls a day. I want to follow up on that. Sure. sure. Uh, what are other tools that you have you, you incorporated in your own life to, to maybe minim, minimize the negative effects of introversion? Yeah. So uh, one of the challenges or one of the things that kind of makes you introverted is, uh, you know, you you believe things that aren't true. You know, sometimes we suffer from uh, mind reading, you know, like already thinking about what the person's going to think. So the qu- one question I asked myself, this helped me a lot, was why do I believe that to be true? You know, and so, you know, instead of seeing the worst thing possible scenario, by asking myself, why do I believe it's true? When I, when I ask myself that, the, the answer comes back usually, it's probably not true. And so it allows me, it frees me. That was a bit, been a big help for me. Um, we tend to idolize extroverts yeah. for some reason. Um, why, do you, why do you think that is? It, it, it's interesting. We actually had a shift in... Um, in society, society did that to us. I was reading, there's a book um, called Quiet by Susan Cain, and she talks about a study that was done, or not even a study, but just historically, introverts used to be re- revered. Um, right. Before the scholars. The, right. It was the, the people who were quite the, the, the Andy Griffiths of the world, the Abraham Lincolns, right, who were introverted thinkers. Um, where, that was the ideal man who's quiet and strong. But in the, when the cities, when people started moving into the cities, there became this, they call it the cult of personality, where having a outgoing personality became important. And so schools were encouraged to teach kids to be, you know, so if you didn't play with others well, or you didn't like to play with others, your parents were called into the office. You know, there's a problem. There's a problem with Ray. He doesn't like to, you know, stand in front of the class and write on the board. So, uh, so society has kind of put it on us to be uh, the extroverted ideal, but it's not anything that uh, is natural. You know, that's interesting. Did that book at all? I'm going to put that on my reading list. Actually, I've got new Kindle credits. I've got to spend. Nice. Um, I'm curious, did, did they mention whether or not the advent of television has anything to do with that as well? I'll um, bet you that it does. Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah. Television has a, has a lot to do with, with everything. A lot of stuff. There's another, uh, it, it's a uh, uh, YouTube video 
I think it's the history of American or the, the, the American era. And they kind of talk about how Sigmund Freud's nephew was kind of, cre- you know, uh, create, help create society, you know, with advertising campaigns and got women to smoke and created the, uh, the breakfast, you know, eating uh, bacon and eggs for breakfast. It was, it's amazing. And they use television to, you know, push a lot of this stuff to us. And so society is largely influenced by television. You know, I think back to the 1960 election. That was the first one to have televised debates. And neither you or I are old enough to remember that, but we know the story behind yes. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, John Kennedy prevailed in that election when Nixon was clearly the more qualified person to be president, right? And, and I would even argue if, Dwight, if, if John Kennedy had Dwight Eisenhower's personality, right? I think Eisenhower is kind of an introvert. I'm right. not sure Kennedy wins that election necessarily. Um, and I, I, I think that's an illustration of how TV, I think, kind of elevated, kind of elevated the sense of this extroverted, effervescent kind of charisma that we, we seem to gravitate to, because I think it, it just makes it more ubiquitous and more visible, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That, that those people are seen as winners, that people who are extroverted, again, it's the, the cult of personality, that people who have outgoing personality, this is the thing I think before the cult of personality, you know, a quiet man was seen as very trustworthy and somebody that you want to work with and do business with. But after the cult of personality, the quiet man is seen as something suspicious. Why is he so quiet? What's he hiding? I don't, you know, and so it's, it's that it's just a, a, a mind shift um, against quiet people. So, yeah, you know, and, and that brings up a question. I want to, I want to talk to you about that sure. because um I want, I want to talk sales a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I th- you know, we, we think of the stereotypical salesperson as a slap you on the back, shake your hand, bro hug kind of person, whatever the younger salespeople do. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a million years old now, but um, uh, you know, that that's sort of the quintessential salesperson. Right. And I think, and I know when I grew up, you know, when I, when I had my first jobs in, in finance, I was a number cruncher. Mm-hmm. They were never putting me in front of like real people that might have paid us money or not. Just like, you know, crunch the numbers. We're good. Um, but, but, you know, I, I kind of wonder now if the pendulum is kind of swinging back towards introverts now, because we're just so bombarded now with being sold to all the damn time, you know, and now YouTube influencers have become a thing and YouTube influencers are basically Let's face it, they're selling 24-7. They're selling themselves, but they're selling, right? And I wonder if the pendulum is sort of swinging back to the introvert that's like just saying, you know, here's what I got. Would love to tell you more about it, but but that's it. I'm not going to chase you down. I'm not going to hunt you down. Maybe I'll do one follow-up phone call, but I'm not, it's just, you know, I'm not going to try to take you on a three-day Bahama vacation or anything. You know, is it? Uh, you know, do you do you agree? Is the pendulum kind of swinging back our way in terms of yeah. preferred sales style? Yeah, it's it's coming. It's swinging back to authenticity, right? So I don't know if it's an introvert extrovert thing, but it's about authenticity and trust, you know, and being trustworthy. And so people are, like to your point, inundated, and everybody's lying and extra in marketing. Marketing has gotten so good at at selling you stuff. 
um, that when you see someone who is just authentic and to your point, not, not trying to overdo it, overstate um, what they're selling, then uh, yeah, I, I think the, the, I think it's moving more toward authentic authenticity as opposed to whether it's introverted or extroverted. You know, that, that's a great point. I'm glad you, I'm glad you corrected me on that because, and that this shows my own bias, you know, as an introvert, I will admit that I have an inherent distrust and bias against people who are extroverted, Mm. right? I, I, it doesn't mean I don't get along with them. I want to get back to that in a second. It doesn't mean that I discriminate against them or maybe I do, Right. But, but people who are extroverted to me seem a little not normal Mm. because they, because they're, they operate in a mental space that I cannot conceive living in. Right. And, and so I do think that I, you know, now that we have this discussion, we're uncovering, I guess, a deep and ugly part of myself. One of many, we just, we discover on the decision vision podcast, but I, I, I wonder if other introverts sort of maybe distrust extroverts maybe it's jealousy. Maybe we see extroverts that get all the good stuff and <laughs> it's part of it. We're, part we're of here. It. Maybe that's part of it too. That is part of it. it there is a jealousy, right? But it goes back to, I want to be invited. I want to yeah. be included, right? I want to be accepted. All human beings um, want love. We crave love. You know, I think introverts are afraid of too much love right or you know uh but but we all cr- it's just a human like hunger it's you're you 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 need some you need to be accepted and extroverts appear to be accepted wherever they go as soon as they walk in the room right and introverts stand back and go oh i wish everybody wanted my you know what i mean it, yeah. it's just an interesting dynamic with introversion so we touched on this before, but I want to come back to it explicitly because I think it's very important. And that's that's how social media impacts introverts and impacts kind of the dynamic, if you will, between introversion and extroversion. Yeah. Do you have an opinion as to whether or not social media is more helpful or more harmful to introverts than extroverts? Is it mm. a mixed bag? Is it even a fair question to ask? Yes, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question. I think it's a fair question. Um, I, I don't know if it's more harmful to one personality type than the other. I, I, I do think it just goes that it, it comes down to what you're using it for. You know, there's risk of addiction, you know, and, and I think I, we mentioned it before, just kind of that. I, I, instead of going out and experiencing life, I will just look at my screen and let life happen around me. And so you kind of miss out on having a full life uh, just by watching as opposed to ever participating. And, you know, I, I think one of the, in my view, and again, feel free to, to disagree. Mm-hmm. I'm probably wrong. But in my view, one of the things that makes introverts introverts is that we're inside our heads. That's it. And we create, we're really good at creating narratives inside our heads. It goes back to what you said, like, wait a second, what, what, what evidence do I have that any of this that I'm inventing for myself is true, right? But, but social media, I do think is sort of a, is sort of a conveyor belt that's just constantly feeding stuff that, that, that feeds our narrative, our, our internal narrative that may not necessarily be positive or helpful. 
No, you're you're right. Uh, and also, I think introverts tend to observe social media. One of the challenges I've had, even as I try to promote my business, is doing videos, right? And the lives and the reels and the, you know, and I put that camera on. If you only knew how many times I've, I've held my phone up, getting ready to do my live, and I just, I, I, I just can't do it. I can't, I don't know what to say, you know? And so I just, turn it off because but the whole conversation is here i just can't get it out well extroverts i think are the opposite where they're always they're on they're live you see it on your phone all the time such and such live such and such is live you know and i'm like i can't do that and so i don't know if it's harmful to answer your question but i think there is a different way in the way introverts and extroverts experience social media yeah, I, I'm uh, I, I'm right there with you. I have broken so many promises to do video. I, I really could run for office. I'd be a great politician because um, um, I, I know it'd be great for my business, but I, I can't I can't bring myself to do it. The few times I've done it, I, I you know, I sound like I'm in a hostage tape. I swear to God, um, it, you know, it's going to do more harm than good. On the other hand, my wife. And, and she looks at me like, why can't you ju- just do this? And I'm like, well, why can't you just fly a 747? Like, that's what a pilot would say. Yeah. But she can sit down behind her computer, turn the camera on, just start talking. Right. And I'm not afraid. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm working off some questions here, but you and I having a conversation on a unrecorded conversation by microphone. I can do that. But man, there's just something about video and talking into the camera. Yes. That is just so different. Maybe it's the absence of feedback or something. But even that's if I have funny. a script, Again, hostage tape kind of thing. Yeah, like blink three times if you want to be freed, sort of thing. It is because we're inside of our head. You're 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 already having a whole conversation inside of your head, and 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 also there's this fear of saying the wrong thing or saying something stupid. I, that's what happens to me. I know that as soon as I start talking, I'm going to say something stupid or something not right. Right. And introverts do have a kind of a, I think more of a need to be right. We'd rather be right. We don't like to trial and error. You know, we, yeah. we, we sit back and think about things for, for a while and then do it. And you probably experienced this is somebody says something rude to you and you get the perfect response like 10 minutes later or after you get in the car. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like that Seinfeld episode. That, that's exactly. You get in the car and yeah. you go, your mama. You know, (laughs) (laughs) so, so that's just, that's part of just our personality. So, you know, now, now you're in a position of business leadership. Mm -hmm. You must've given some thought to this. You know, if, if, if you're running a, leading a team, running a shop company, that's got a bunch of introverts in it, what can you do to make introverts give introverts a platform to unlock their full potential? How can a company, how can a leader meet them halfway or more than halfway so they, you know, they get a chance to fully contribute? Yeah, I think that's that's really just making people feel accepted. But it, it is tricky. It's tricky because introverts do like to, you know, be on their own. So you have to, how can I say, it? encourage, you have to encourage uh participation without insisting on it. It is a kind of a fine line because as introverts, even on a conference call, even on a Zoom call, I hate when I'm called out. Ray, what do you think about that? You know, because, you know, 
But I right. think if you if I, if I knew what to say, I already would have told you. I would have told you. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't holding back. Right. I just I don't have anything to say. Um, so so it comes down to just making sure that people feel that they're safe, because that's really what limits you is, is you don't feel safe to, to talk in this open forum. Because again, to your point, you're already imagining somebody's going to start laughing or they're going to say, what a jerk, you know, and why is that true? So you have to make sure people feel safe and included and encouraged to participate. I'm talking with Ray Abram and the topic is, should I become more extroverted? Um, running out of time, I, I know you got another another place to be, but but I, I want to come back to what you just said, because I think, again, it, it really just gets back to intentionality, right? E- extroverts, I think one of the things I'm learning from this conversation is extroverts benefit and like bumping into each other, yeah. right? Things happen because they bump into each other. Yes. Introverts still have contributions to make, but but introverts have to be much more intentional about making them. And, and probably their, their peers who are less introverted need to be a bit more intentional about drawing it out of them or giving them the, the, the platform, or as you call it, the safe space in order to do so. Yes, that's that's absolutely right. And it's it's not easy. Introverts and extroverts, you know, in a team together, they need to work together, but it is challenging just because of the way people communicate. As a, but as a manager, understanding the types, if I could, I would give everybody a psychological test. So, so you know where people are, because many people that you think are introverted are not and vice versa. And so it's, uh, you know, you kind of got to understand this personality type in order to manage it effectively. Does it, does it surprise you at all when people put out the names of introverts who are big time leaders, the Bill Gates of the world, Mm -hmm. the Warren Buffett's of the world? I don't know where they get Elon Musk. Calling Elon Musk as an introvert is a little bit of a stretch to me, but he doesn't know. I don't know him, so maybe he's totally different. But the guy, the guy smoking a joint on a video to me is not an is not an introvert. He's not um, shy. He's not shy. He's not shy, and maybe maybe that's it, right? So, does it does it surprise you at all that that you know the founder of Microsoft, the founder of Berkshire Hathaway, is in fact an introvert? Not at all, because it you know they, you spend quiet time thinking, you know, thinking before you act thinking before you speak. Uh, So yeah, just the fact that these guys are successful, and particularly when you think about what they're doing in technology and and managing money, Warren Buffett talks about just, he reads four hours a day or something, I think. And, you know, Bill Gates takes a week away, locks himself in a room with with books and notebooks, you know, so, so they've learned how to make it work for them. Um, and so that's that's I think that's the take. We take anything away from my my uh, this interview is understand your personality type and figure out how to make it work for you, not try to become another type of personality because that's very difficult, if not impossible. Yeah, that 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 to me sounds like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you'll be uncomfortable. You'll you'll still be you'll be miserable, and you'll put yourself into a box trying to trying to do, you know, again, it's like, you know, trying to write the right-handed or change, you know, change the hand that you write with. It's just very difficult and, and you're going to feel uncomfortable and not 
the key to to to, uh, to introversion or overcoming it, if that's the right word, is being comfortable in your own skin. Right? And so, when you understand this is my personality, it's not a lim- It's not anything wrong with me. This is not limiting. I'm not sick. Uh, it's just this is the type of personality I have. I can still be very successful. Um, I think is is the empowering lesson. Ray, this has been a great conversation, but yeah. we're we're running out of time. Um, if there are, there are questions that I either didn't ask and our audience wish I had or would wish that we would have talked more or gone into more depth about a particular question, can they emerge from their introversion and reach out to you for more information? And if so, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, just so you can follow me on Instagram at Ray underscore Abram. You know, feel free to D- DM me um, on Facebook. I'm Coach Ray Abram. And uh, my website is RayAbram.com. You know, that is a contact form. We can set up a call if you want to just jump on a on a quick call and, uh, you know, I'll help you out. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today's program. And I'd like to thank Ray Abrams so much for sharing his expertise with us. We'll be exploring a new topic each week. So please tune in so that when you're faced with your next business decision, you have clear vision when making it. If you enjoy these podcasts, please consider leaving a review with your favorite podcast aggregator. It helps people find us so that we can help them. If you would like to engage with me on social media with my chart of the day and other content, I'm on LinkedIn as myself and at Unblakeable on Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, and Instagram. Also, check out my new LinkedIn group called A Group That Doesn't Suck. Once again, this is Mike Blake. Our sponsor is Brady Ware and Company, and this has been the Decision Vision Podcast. 